Welcome to Parents Take Five, where we take five minutes of your day to share parenting and family tips that help you grow in faith. Here, we come to you in your car, through your headphones, on the go, while chasing your kiddos or texting your youth, wherever you need a little support in your day. I'm Jen Evans, currently serving as Associate Pastor for Youth, Young Adults, and Families with Young Children at Second Presbyterian Church in Little Rock, and your host. If you have any questions or have ideas, you can find the Facebook group for podcast listeners by searching for Parents Take 5, that's F-I-V-E, and the same is true for Instagram. With that said, I hope you enjoy this moment of sanity and growth catalyst. Don't forget to subscribe to my channel for more tidbits on the fives. Hey y'all, this is Jen. Welcome back. We're so glad that we have a special guest with us today. I want to welcome Joelle Brummett-Yell, who is with us today. Um, And she is a remarkable educator. She is the Director of Children and Youth Ministries at Chapel in the Pines Presbyterian Church. And she is going to share with us some amazing information um, to help us all kind of really um, take a step back and kind of focus our families on how to be more formative in our faith at home. But first, I have to say, Joelle, I am so impressed that you have a teenage boy, chickens, and ducks. Can I just say that that is pretty amazing? They're all a mess, but I adore them all. <laughs> They're all all covered in mud all the time, and that's just the way we live. So. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. So, so tell us, like, what would you tell parents these days in the middle of all of this stuff? What do we need to hear? You are doing a great job. I think that's what we all need to hear. Like, you are doing a great job. (laughs) Really? Say it one more time. You are doing a great job. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think, I don't think there's any parents who don't want what's good for their kids and good for their families. And we are not prepared for this. We are not meant to live this way. Um, But we have to live this way to keep each other safe and well. So I think we just have to keep trusting that that we're doing the best we can. And it's okay. Our kids are wonderful and resilient and we're wonderful and resilient and God's by our side. And so we're, we're good. We're good. Even though it doesn't always feel that way. Are you sure? (laughs) (laughs) You're the pastor here. (laughs) Okay. You're right. I do. We're going to be good. We're going to be good. We're doing doing well. Um, So, so give us some kind of um, insight, you know, as I have read much of what you have offered, um, particularly here recently in the Presbyterian Outlook, which is an amazing um, uh, resource um, that I know a lot of pastor type people get. Um, mm-hmm. But share with us some of the things that you have put out there. Yeah. Um, so what I, what I try to do is just each week look at the lectionary readings or, or some reading that's really kind of sitting with me right now um, and see it through the lens of our lives right now. Um, I know, you know, with most of us doing online schooling and, and even just our day-to-day activities take so much longer because we're having to do them in ways that um, is socially distant we don't always have time to have like really nice 
thoughtful conversations with our kids. Um, so I was trying to create these opportunities where we're, we're sitting down with a piece of scripture, we're recognizing what's going on around us, we're talking about some of our feelings about that or things that are going on in our lives, and then we're looking at the scripture through that lens um, and are looking in that to see where is God? What, what's, what was God doing with people in this story and, and what might God be doing with us now? Um, and then I always try to put some kind of fun hands-on element to it because especially when you're working with younger kids, I think some of the best conversations happen when you're doing something together. So if you can be cutting paper and coloring or gluing, you know, that's when the really good conversation happens, even though you might've had a nice talk over the scripture, but really the processing comes when they're in the midst of doing something. Um, and I tried to make this kind of a reflection on something that we always did in worship in Chapel in the Pines. Um, when we are in worship, after we have our time with young disciples, which is what we call our children's sermon, um, I take the kids out into the narthex area and we have what we call sacred art table. And so we either um, hear the scripture reading that is being preached on in the sanctuary, or we read a children's book that aligns with what um, our pastor's preaching on. We talk a little bit about that and then we create something together. Um, and I have kids out there from four to, I think, I think when they get to be about 13 is usually when they're like, this is not quite for me anymore. I'm ready to hear the sermon. Um, but we create some, a piece of communal art together. And then we take that back in during the offering time. And that's our offering to the congregation. So I was trying to create something like that at home um, where kids would have this opportunity to think and talk with their parents in a meaningful way, but then also to have something, some piece of art that they're using that time creating that art to reflect on what they've just talked about, but also to have this thing that's in your house that as you're moving around throughout the week, you see it and it reminds you of what you talked about. So. I have to admit, sometimes I read them and I'm like, oh, this is so great. And then I just yeah. miss it. I just don't get to it. So yeah, it happens. Give, us some, give us some help. How do we help yeah. prioritize that? Well, I would say first, you know, time seems to be irrelevant right now. <laughs> like it's not operating. I mean, the clock still keeps going and the calendar keeps turning, but it does not feel that way. Um, so I do think we need to give ourselves grace when we realize, shoot, I wanted to do this. I didn't do it. Um, but, I, you know, if there was time you had set aside on Sundays already for worship, um, you know, still sticking to that. I mean, I know we keep hearing that, that schedule is good for our kids. It's familiar. Um, I mean, definitely not, you know, really strict schedule, but kind of these rhythms. And if that was part of your family's rhythm on Sunday to get up, to get going, you know, to go to worship or to go to Sunday school, um, a lot of these, the activities I'm putting out there wouldn't take the whole time that you would normally be in Sunday school. It could be a, a 10, 15 minute thing. Um, or, you know, even if you just read something and it's part of your family's rhythm, like to go for a walk together or, to have dinner together. If you've read the activities or you've thought about the scripture, or if you're just thinking about something related to faith that you want to talk to your kids about, just infuse it into what you're already doing. We don't need to create whole new routines. You know, I think um, for many people that I know, you know, online worship, if you're doing that with your congregation, or if your congregation is perhaps not doing an online service in your um 
participating in another congregation's online worship, um, or maybe you have just fallen off that train together altogether and you haven't done that. Um, this is a good way to, to really pick that rhythm yeah. back up. And I think our, um, at least our, you know, some of our services aren't always as long as a normal service would be. And yeah. so it would be a great way to infuse that into yeah. space. Um, I mean, they're used to that time. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's a wonderful idea. What, what are some of the activities that you might suggest? Um, I mean, I, you know, of course, Bible reading is always great. I'm a big fan of people using or adults using children's Bibles with kids, <laughs> um, especially really good ones. There are really good ones out there that have taken such care to preserve the the story, but also have put it in a way that's accessible to kids. Um, so I, I think a, a good children's Bible is worth its weight in gold. Um, I often use StoryPath um, that Union Presbyterian Seminaries put out, and they've done an incredible job going through, you know, the lectionary and pairing up children's books um, with the readings. And so, you know, if the if the scripture isn't quite a great fit for a kid, I'll often go in there and look and, um, you know, it does take a little pre-planning then cause you might need to reach out to your library to be able to get a copy or order a copy. But, um, I, I'm a big fan of children's books too. <laughs> you know, even just talking about a theme in a children's book and then tying it to faith, um, in a very organic conversation with a kid. Yeah. I think a great children's Bible is a, is a good way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. I love that. Um, I'm so grateful um, that I was able to read some of your um, work and our paths have crossed and you're able to share some of your gifts and knowledge with us here on the podcast um, with many of our families. And thank you for the gifts that you offer to the church um, and to many families beyond our podcast families, but to all those that um, with whom you have reached. If people want to know more about how to get access to the things that you have written, how might people find out about that? Um, so the Presbyterian Outlook website stores everything that um, we've been putting out since COVID came out. Um, and then you can, if you could search my name um, and everything I've written will come up, but there's been a few other folks contributing. So I think in the resources section, there, there's a spot on faith formation and you can see a whole bunch of, of pieces that are there. Um, probably also search by, you know, scripture reading if there's something in particular you were wanting to do with your kids, but um, that's where the bulk of it is. <laughs> really helpful. And um, listeners will also put that on the Facebook page so that you have access directly to the Presbyterian Outlook webpage. Um, and again, Joelle, thank you so much for your time. Oh, Jen, thanks for putting this out in the world. This is great. I hope that you've enjoyed having a few minutes to help you recenter, refocus, and reflect on family and faith. As you think of questions or ideas that you'd like for me to explore on the podcast, check out Instagram and the Facebook group to reach me. I hope that you'll take five with us again.